previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. So I look at the lady and you could see him. He's just waiting to bust me. So I could see him looking at me, looking at me, looking at me. He's fuming. He's fuming. And all of a sudden I go to the checkout lady. I said, I am so sorry. I'm hypoglycemic. My blood sugar was dropping. I took a couple of pretzels so I wouldn't pass out. Can I give you $10 just because it wasn't right, but I had to do something. She goes, sir, please keep your money. Are you okay? I'm like, I, 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 I could sit down for a moment. May I sit over here? And I just sat there and I'm fanning myself like a southern lady sitting on a porch. Like, why, Colonel, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear you were flirting with me. I sat there as she brought me water just to watch him walk away. <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Little. Hey, Tiny uh, Chuck. Whoa, what Wait. the bloody hell? What? This what? is supposed to be my episode, isn't it? Oh, oh hey, Simon. <laughs> oh, hey. You're yeah, you got back. Christmas. I get New Year's. Come on. <laughs> Simon's in the house. <laughs> Simon is literally in, in the house. The house. Literally he in the house. He is at Cool Aunt Claire's table. He is at Cool Aunt Claire's table right now as we speak. Whoa. And dedication, gosh. that's all we can say. Simon, where were you like an hour ago? Uh, JFK just got off the plane. Just got off the plane from wow. jolly old England, I believe. That's right. Good old Blighty. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he came right from the airport, right to, to the apartment, apartment, to sit at Cool Aunt Claire's table so he could be on this episode, our New Year's <laughs> episode. We're very excited. Now, be honest, Simon. Did you come home just so you could now, after this, run to Times Square? No, God, <laughs> absolutely not. No. All right. No, no, no. Although I don't have any plans at all, so maybe I am going to end up doing that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, don't threaten us with a good time. <laughs> okay. Well, first, let's kick this New Year's Eve episode. We have some thank yous, and we've been neglecting, Roxy. It's mm-hmm. our bad. Yeah. Had nothing to do with Simon or Tiny Chuck here, but uh, we want to just thank all the littles for the snail mail. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. what we're calling it. Uh-huh. It got overwhelming. So if you remember, like four episodes ago, we started saying, hey, we got some snail bell from so-and-so and so-and-so. And And then the next episode, it was like three or four people. Well, it got to be so crazy that we couldn't keep track. No. The Christmas cards and just treats and things like that were just, it's crazy. But one also, we just got in the mail a couple days ago, I wanted to acknowledge was Brandon Costello. Yeah. We haven't heard from him in forever. I know. And he sent us a nice little package with... um, some stickers in it. Great. I so, love stickers. Yeah, lots of stickers, but we have a lot. So what I'm going to do, I hope Brandon doesn't mind, is we're going to put those, some of those, we're going to keep some for ourselves, of course. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to put some in the prize closet so we can start sending them off to other littles. Yeah. Because I'm sure they would enjoy those as well. And so we'll put those, we'll just start spreading the, the cheer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it is a re-gift, isn't I was, it? Yeah. I, I was going to say, you, one says nifty-gifty, I say re-giving. But, yeah, we don't want that crap, so we're going to re-gift it to the littles. No, just kidding. Our Christmas present came late this year, as far as I'm concerned. A few days. Mm-hmm. Um, that episode this past Wednesday of The Big Show was just off the hook. Now, Roxy's only heard some of it. Yeah. Now, and I'm not just talking because they acknowledge just a bunch, I feel like. you know, yeah, Between DG's email, but then just the comment about... You know, he said, hey, I feel like Chuck and Roxy here. I, I mean, brought a tear to my eye. That was amazing. Unprompted. Unprompted. And <laughs> yeah, but the fact that he had Gene and Liz in the same room again and then to have Ann Hornaday on as a guest. I mean, it was just it was just like old days. Yeah. It was just like old school. And it was so great. Yeah. And it was so great. They brought up a couple things that I wrote down because things that I hadn't heard of in a long time. One was the movie To Die For. Do you huh. remember that? No. Based on a true story. I mean, you're substantially older than both of us. Well, so <laughs> I, you know. Now, wait a minute. 
Nicole Kidman? It's two to two, so Tiny Chuck might know this. Tiny Chuck, do you ever see To Die For? Mm, I can't remember. <laughs> Sounds familiar, but I can't. Think Those of were in the days when Chuck was on tour and doing other stuff. So, <laughs> what, what's it, is it about the she seduces some? Yes, kid. Some kid. Her some her student. Kid. And talks. Her student. Her, yeah, I saw it. That's a true story. To talk and talks him into killing her husband. Oh shoot! Murdering her husband. You know, right. I have seen that. Yes, I, I knew you had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew we'd all seen it, making me feel won't. old, bitches. All right. Then he also referenced. <laughs> Hugh Jackman in The Boy From Oz. Uh Did we all see that? Yes. I mean, I go to Rio. I didn't see it live, but I. Oh, so good. That was the first time I'd ever seen him in anything. I think that was his Broadway debut, if I'm not mistaken. And I went there not knowing anything about the show. I really didn't know anything about it. I knew it wasn't like about The Wizard of Oz or anything like that. But I walk in, the lights go down. And the audience goes crazy. Nothing's happened. Yeah. Nothing's happened. And like the women are like throwing their you know what's at the stage. Like I was like, <laughs> what has happened? What is the big deal? It's Hugh Jackman. Right. Underwear. So come to find out. <laughs> yeah. He was, I guess, uh, well, who was he in? Wolverine. 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 Yeah. And I, I'd never seen that. So I didn't even know who this guy was. Uh, okay. First. Well, let me tell you something. And I didn't know the story, the yeah. Peter Allen story. And, you know, right. I owned the CD like Diamond, but I'd never, I didn't know the story. So I didn't know that he was engaged to Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. And that threw me off because I knew he was gay but i guess he didn't know until after it's just the whole night was just amazing he was fan freaking tastic i'd never seen anything like it so i agree 100 with tony that's the point of me telling that story (laughs) all right yeah you said you discovered some more similarities between the two of you oh absolutely from that episode yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. now the other thing i wrote down was because they went on and on about this bruce springsteen howard stern interview yep and it was on hbo yep now as we've referenced a couple episodes ago we have this HBO Max mm-hmm. free trial period. <laughs> trial, trial period. period. Trial, okay. And so I was like, is this going to be one of those things where HBO Max is different than HBO and stuff like that? And I was getting really worried about that. But I looked it up. We are going to watch that, Roxy. Okay. It looks so good. Add and they the went list. on and on well, about it. How many it. days you got left of that prescription? Huh? Yeah, that's going to be great. So yeah. we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And the whole thing, no skiing for me either. I've never skied. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to. You know what's funny? I had a dream last night that I was snowboarding backwards. What? I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. Can you snowboard backwards? I think you can. In my yeah. dream, I could. Is isn't that just like surfing? That's snowboarding, right? Yeah, just like moving back. Yeah, like, well, what defines back? Yeah, you're right. Like, Wait, you go down moves. the hill backwards. Yeah, but you're or on... like you're facing up. You're literally facing up. Well, like you're sideways, but you're, oh, you're like the torso long way? is twisted looking up at where you just came from. Got it. Yeah, but you see what and I mean? then I yes, lost I my do. I see and then I lost thing. my board. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really pretty. It was purple and pink and I don't know. Now, I Chuck, you're in the land of snow right now. Is there any uh, snowboarding in no, your No, that's over. Oh, it's over. Hey, it's, it's right now, I think, 75. Wow. That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, literally, one week ago today, it was minus 35. Today, Shoot. it's positive 75. So wow, that's, uh, yeah, that's the Midwest for you. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, come on. I got the windows are open, some fresh air. You got a barbecue? Sun's out. Yeah, you got the barbecue cooked Might up? as well. Might <laughs> as funny. well. Everybody's like out like it's spring or something. It's crazy. I, I, was, I was just thinking, right? Chuck, I haven't actually met you in real life, have I? No, because you didn't no, come to the wedding, right. Simon. No, well, sh- didn't get the invite, did I? No, I'm kidding. Uh, did I? Oh, God. Oh, that's <laughs> awkward. Uh-oh. Uh, awkward. <laughs> no. I- <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. No one thought you and Ritz were out of town. Ritz yeah. was definitely in uh, Sure, in sure. Israel. That's why Ritz he was and I didn't get invited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is no, absolutely. And no, I, think- I was just saying, like, I literally have no idea what you look like. Oh. And so I think it'd be funny if you want to hit, you know, I, I, what, how I picture you. Okay. Okay. And uh, for some reason, I think you have ginger hair. Okay. 
Go on. Oh, I'm not off. A little bit beardy, maybe. Mm, probably 215 pounds. Uh, Ouch. Let's see. I'm working on it. Rosy I'm working cheeks. On it. It's just like it is the holidays. Did you say rosy cheeks? Rosy cheeks. And then like, you know, like you're probably sitting there wearing kind of old sweatpants, blue sweatpants, and then like a Red Sox t-shirt or something. Uh. Definitely not. <laughs> He's a Baltimore Orioles. Fan. Orioles, sorry, Orioles. I know that much. Yeah, we'll, Orioles. We'll start how, there. How close am I? Not too okay. close. Okay, so not ginger hair. Pretty much no hair at this point. <laughs> okay. Back in the day, I don't know, brown. Just, brown. Just yeah. Normal brown. Also back you in the, the day, handlebar. Right, but it's yeah. You had the handlebar yeah, mustache for a while too. Mustache. Oh, so you've yeah. got full beard, full beard going on. But now I have full beard. Nice. Kind of like a little more than. One day old growth, I guess. Kind of just got to look like a papa now. We broke the news last episode. He's sloppy beard. Oh, good. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. So weight one ninety five. Definitely not over two (laughs) hundred. Yet. Yet. All right. Well, listen. We've got so much to get into before our ridiculous meet the littles guest. Now, Roxy, we no longer can say we always try to outdo ourselves. Right. We had Adam freaking Ferrara in the last episode. I know. I mean, I don't. That was a treat. I don't know how we're going to get much better than that. This is amazing, though. This one is out of the park. We love it. We can't wait. But we wanted to make sure we let everyone know Sully is back. Mm-hmm. Especially you, Tiny Chuck. Sully Where is the back. Where the hell was he? I don't know. Well, he says he has a five-year-old. So Right. You know, big, that makes sense. Big whoop. Oh, okay. I don't know. You know, man up, you know? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be able to relate to that. Are yeah, five-year-olds really that I'm going to use that excuse. Oh, <laughs> Roxy says, are five-year-olds really that challenging? All right, episode 24. That's Sully from Boston if you want to hear him. The Boston December Random Gathering had more people than the New York City one. So obviously a better time was had by all in Boston. It's simple math. You know what? Suck it, Sully. We had a great freaking time. We have multiple random gatherings. Yeah, that's true. We have. We don't just have one. We have multiple. We've already had like four this holiday season. Yeah. But he's referring to the picture when the great Greg Shiramita was here with his wife. We had Mike Wolf. We had Brandon in Jersey. Ritz showed up. Yep. You know, come on, man. Don't be it's not a yuck our yum, but it's, uh, you know, and raining on our parade. So <laughs> anyway, speaking of Adam Farrar, our last episode, we heard from Adam Benson, who we haven't heard from in a long time. Episode 27. He has kids, too. Yes. Maybe there's a trend here. Yeah. Fun interview with Adam Farrar on the Loyal Littles pod. Also, if Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, then Home Alone isn't either. See, I told you. I don't really get that. But we were okay. referencing because basically Home Alone could have happened over Thanksgiving. They were going away for Thanksgiving and it would have been the same movie. It just wouldn't mm. have been a Christmas movie. Yeah. There wouldn't have been as much snow to play with and yeah. Christmassy things to set up. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I love that Chuck's being silent because he knows better. Okay. I'm trying to remember, you know, going through my Home Alone scenes and I'm, oh, Chuck. I can't remember the Christmas stuff. Well, there's the snow and he's running, you know, anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. I know that. Like you Doesn't said. He, is that the one where he slides across winter. the ice? There's a lot of ice. So. Ice skating. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of ice. Yeah, and he does. I do think he takes bulbs or ornaments. Oh yeah, the holiday the ornaments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. he has and then like puts them the on the floor with the cutouts. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but I mean, again, there could have been other things. There could have been turkey ornaments or something. Sure. Anyway, let's move on. What? Bobby Gottfried episode. Turkey those good old turkey ornaments. <laughs> episode yeah. twelve. You're really stretching. Gotta watch out for them. Adam Farrar is right about Aretha. After speaking of heart and the Kennedy Center honors, find you someone who looks at you like Carol King looks at Aretha. Now, if you haven't seen that clip in a long time, I know, you should it's go good. back. It's amazing. It's really good. And I agree 100%. Yeah. 
Then we heard from Tom Miskowick, episode TBD. It's funny, all I did was look at the title, and I was trying to figure out when I had heard the phrase, 30 minutes, you'll never get back. Then I started listening and heard Adam Ferrara, and it dawned on me because I also listened to his podcast. There you go. And this one was a great one for a change. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tom. I mean, yeah, we try to make them stink as much as possible, and sometimes we succeed Mm -hmm. better than others. Mm -hmm. All right, Steve Tashir, episode 114. (laughs) Now, this is key. Simon, you haven't been around for this. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay. He says it's a great movie, which was released in 1984. Another unknown gem from around the same time was Brother from Another Planet. Looking forward to Roxy's review of Spirited, which we already did. Watched it last night and liked the movie, but loved the dancing, especially the water sequence during the credits. And, spoiler alert, and Merry Christmas to you both. Thanks for all you do to connect the awesome littles. Sweet. Yeah. Mike Wolf, episode TBD. He says, does it count as a David Aldridge moment when Mr. Tony just won't stop talking about you guys? I mean, is it? I mean, I don't know. I hope he doesn't stop talking about us either. And are you going to see that new movie about the little girl's companion robot that goes bad? It opens next week. Now, he sent a link to this. I think it's hilarious for just, you know, random reasons that the robot's named Megan. Yeah. And it... And it, it shares some qualities, I, I think. think <laughs> I don't think we're going to be watching that movie. I really don't. I don't know. It looks a little dumb. I really don't. Uh, All right. It looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> then, we heard fun from, then we heard from Kristen LeBlanc, episode 176. That's our new favorite. Can you say Kristen LeBlanc? How is it spelled? Like LeBlanc? Yeah. Le, LeBlanc. Like, but but like the white. C is silent. LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Le say it again. LeBlanc. I just thought we'd like to hear it in a British accent yeah. since well, we got I'm you. Not, I mean, a British person would butcher it too. They, <laughs> they would say like, Le Blanc. Le Blanc. You know, Le Blanc. Yeah. <laughs> would, but they would say it in a British accent. Yeah. So. All yeah. right, well, Simon, it's just been way too long. It's been way too long. <laughs> and he's here. He's, yeah. I'm looking at Simon. Physically this is great. Here. This is very yeah. different for us. He says, I was one of those people that wasn't sure if I wanted to be on the podcast because I'm just some nobody. But I'm glad I was on and I've connected with great people because of the show. Thanks to you. P.S. Eggnog and DeSarano, you're welcome. May I be the first to welcome you to adulthood. Now, this is going back to our last episode when Tiny Chuck finally heard that we've never tried eggnog. Have you ever tried eggnog? Of course, yeah. And I was going to add on to that. I mean, I've never wanted to be on the show either, so I totally understand (laughs) where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people think they have nothing to say. We just interviewed actually recently another one, yeah. Roxy, and we're like, it's just Chuck and Roxy. Here's the other thing. Chuck and Roxy are also nobodies. Yeah. So <laughs> we're just, it'll just be three nobodies hanging out. Yeah. Who have never about, had eggnog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you drink eggnog since this? No, no we have not. not Wait, yet. what? What? Why? Maybe we should have brought some. I'm also trying to figure out what is a nog. Yeah. Nog, you know. Well, nog. and I want oh, nothing yeah, sure. to do with drinking yeah. any eggs. So <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. It's kind of, we refer to like sour cream, like when I was younger. Why would I want cream that's sour? I don't. Now, as an adult, of course. All you want is sour cream. You can't get enough of it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Roxy still doesn't like it. Okay. But let's, can we go back? Sorry, yeah, eggnog. No, no. People love it. What the hell is that? Is that like alcohol? Yeah, disarono. Yeah. Disarono. Okay. I mean, I'm making up the pronunciation, (laughs) but. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Chuck, do you know what that is? Yeah, I do. That is a liquor. Yeah. It is? Okay. Chuck, have you ever had that? No, that didn't strike a bell with me. When okay, all right. Well, Chuck, it. there's your go-to for the next time, Mr. Eggnog, because you seem to have it all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I actually, I don't drink it with alcohol. I just drink it straight up. Oh, straight up. I got you. <laughs> on the rocks or no? <laughs> you just need that protein. No, not on the rocks. In the moose glass. In the moose glass. In the moose glass. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's our eggnog. We're going to maybe maybe next episode we can grab They've a little one. Small, They've got yeah. small ones. Maybe we'll do a live. If Simon will come back, we'll do a live wow. tasting. Maybe we can get Ritz here to do a live tasting of the eggnog. Yeah. And that we'll have to get this start whatever the new year this off other right. thing is. Oh, this what alcohol? Well, we could just well, we could take yeah. baby steps, Roxy. We could just do the eggnog first, see how that goes, right? And then we'll see about. Can you add whiskey to that? Probably we I have that. Know. I think so. Di is like a dessert oh, yeah. liquor. Type oh, thing. that's if probably I, if I, if I, yeah. maybe some Bailey's, some Kahlua. Usually, it's syrup usually syrup. like brandy or rum or something. I think okay. is typical. Okay, but I'm not positive about that. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, listen. Let's get out of here. We've got a great Meet the Littles guest. We are so excited. Stick around, Chuck, because we'll be back later. We're going to find out how your Christmas was. We're going to see hear about your New Year's plans because uh, it's your last one, Chuck. We know that now. This is it. You're done after <laughs> oh, this New Year's. This is my last Christmas? My last no, your last you New know? Year's. You better be coming to Times Square. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, all right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with <laughs> Meet the Littles. <laughs> This is Sully from Boston, Never Revere, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. For a special treat today, we are being played in by the one and only, the Diane Kruger Effect. Now, this is exciting. This is off their new album. It just dropped last week. It is called Act Now, While Supplies Last. And this song is called Way Up. Now, if you know, you know. But the Diane Kruger Effect, the best place to find all their stuff is just head on over to Bandcamp. And more specifically, it is the Diane Kruger Effect bandcamp.com we'll make sure we put that in the show notes i think they've also got a podcast out there lingering they've got a book like i said if you know you know we love to support them and you should too mainly because it's a group made up primarily of all loyal littles so head on over to bandcamp get some of their stuff it's fantastic and as always remember we will play the full song way up at the end of the podcast congrats guys on the new album All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Chuck. What a treat. I'm excited. I mean, what better way to celebrate this special episode, but please welcome to the podcast, Neville. Yes, the Neville. Hey, Neville, how's it going? <laughs> it's going very well. Thank you for that introduction. Oh, please. Are you kidding me? This is like blowing my mind. Now, we've spent some time off air. We're very excited about this. So many stories to tell. Not sure where to begin, but we're going to let you take it over. Introduce yourself, because now pretty much everyone knows who you are, but not really. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you come from? All that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. You know, it's funny, because I, I actually do like talking about myself. There you go. Um, 
some of it is largely because I'm an only child. And I acknowledge the fact that I got a lot of attention when I was a little kid and I still crave attention. I'm very comfortable now. I took many years of therapy to understand that it's okay to be self-serving and selfish and selfless at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I grew up in Washington, D.C. And I, I really very proud of my family legacy. And one of the benefits of the last couple of years in the pandemic is that I did spend a lot of time doing family research. Um, my family, I'm a sixth generation Georgetown resident. Um, uh, so finding out uh, a lot of the history of my family was really intriguing, not to sort of already bring the show to a screeching halt, but my great, great grandfather was born into slavery. And I found his emancipation papers of when he was six years old. And actually he had a twin. So they were freed at the age of six in um, 1862. Uh, he subsequently lived till about 84 years old, which to me was just remarkable that, first of all, I can't even imagine what the life expectancy is of somebody who's born, you know, in the 1860s yes. and more or less for him to live 80 something years. So I figure I must have good genes in there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. But one of the things that, again, made me so proud is, you know, when we talk about American history and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and all. I mean, this is the quintessential story. And, you know, here's a person who's born into slavery, freed at the age of six, becomes a lifelong Republican, obviously Lincoln being a Republican mm -hmm. and being the reason for his freedom. Mm -hmm. He leads the Republican Party here in Washington, D.C. He is among the first African-Americans who actually cast a vote, and he ends up working in the federal government. I found newspaper stories about his perceptions of presidential inaugurations, which he attended. And I think his first one was William McKinley. And for those of you who are not historians, you know, William McKinley was a president. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yes, yes. So, and became a homeowner in, like I said, various places in Georgetown. So that's something that I only recently come to really fully embrace. But anyway, I grew up in Washington, D.C., and I was privileged to be able to go to a private high school, Sidwell Friends, which, frankly, keeps coming back. You'll see sort of that theme of Sidwell Friends weaving its way into sort of the connective tissue with Tony. So after that, I was very interested in basketball, frankly, and mm. ended up going to Springfield College partially because the Basketball Hall of Fame yeah. was on our campus when I first went to school there. But I got bitten by a dirty little secret. I got cut as a freshman from the basketball team. Oh. And so I had free time and I wandered over to the radio station and um, fell in love with radio. And so what was your major? Uh, my major was was education, and mm -hmm. I ultimately, I, and I actually toot my own horn. I, I graduated magna cum laude in three years. Whoa! And what? Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. So since I was still, I wasn't ready to sort of go into the world. I, I stayed and got my master's degree in. Um, psychology and psychological counseling. And my vision was I was going to go be a high school guidance counselor. But at the time I was still doing radio and I was teaching school. 
And so in the evening, I'd be, this is Nevi Nev on the radio, rocking all the tunes for you all night long. Make sure you tune in to the love hour. And then during the day, you know, I was Mr. Waters, the teacher. So it was this weird split personality. But after college, I stayed in the broadcasting thing and and did radio for many years. And uh, ultimately, I, I came back home to Washington. And it's interesting when you've been sort of the big fish in a little pond like Springfield, Massachusetts, and then you come to, you know, the big ocean and there are sharks and there's whales, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was uh, it it was a little humbling. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I was able to teach school and I did that as a substitute teacher until I could get on in the radio thing. And uh, eventually that's what I did. And that opened up a whole new career for me as a program director, music director, um, won a few awards. And it was it was a very enjoyable experience. But, you know, I'll tell you one thing that, you know, it's different now because obviously there's a lot of different platforms. But at that point in time, my whole career came down to like a five-minute audition tape. Yeah. And it was... There's a certain insecurity of or job insecurity, mm-hmm. you know, so I decided to go back to school and try to combine my broadcasting with a business degree. And I got my MBA from Georgetown University. And it was a interesting experience because I, you know, when I left home to go to college, I stayed away. And when I decided to go back to school, my parents had a big house in Georgetown. I was like, well, I'll go back and live with them. Well, it had been 10 years since I had lived at home. And, you know, it was a little challenging. You know, the the first night it was like, you know, I'm back home and it's 11 o'clock and I'm going out. And my mom says, you know, where are you going? And I was like, what? Huh? Where am I going? Like, you know, I may not be coming back for a couple couple of days if I get lucky. (laughs) You know, it was uh, it was interesting. But ultimately, it was really great to connect with my parents as an adult. And, Mm -hmm. you know, through the two years of grad school, we really sort of bonded on a different level. And so uh, I actually had a unique opportunity at the time. NBC had a fellowship and it might as well have been called the Neville Waters Fellowship because it was you had to have a broadcast background pursuing an MBA and it had to be in there were like seven markets where NBC did this and seven specific schools. I I can't remember all of them, but Georgetown was one. I, I think NYU was one and Miami was another. So it was like, wait a minute, you're going to give me, because I was in radio, I want to go to Georgetown, I want to get my MBA, you're going to pay for it and then give me a job when I graduate. So <laughs> the path was very clear for me. Yeah. Right. So what happened was <laughs> between the first and second year of grad school, they cut the program. That was There was a recession that year mm-hmm. and the program got cut. And hence, there was no job for me upon graduation. They still paid for schooling, but the job part was really the critical right. <laughs> right. element. So when I finished, I was trying to figure out you know, what to do and ultimately ended up staying in Washington, getting a job, working with our, our tourism agency. And uh, around that time, I had a friend from Sidwell Friends who was working at the NFL. And he had met Mike Wilbon 
uh, who was working for the Washington Post at the time, covering the NFL. And he said, hey, man, there's this guy, Mike Wilbon. He's a good guy, but he's from Chicago. And he doesn't really know sort of Washington sports. Call him up. Go meet with him. You can help him out. So I was like, sure. I went and met him. And I'll never forget the first time we met, he was doing like a panel discussion. And, you know, I went up, introduced myself, you know, dropped the name of my friend from Sidwell Friends. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, well, let's go eat, which ultimately became one of the themes of our relationship. And we went to an IHOP and we sat there for hours and just kicked it. And we basically had the same interests at the time. We liked sports and we liked pretty girls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the basis for any good friendship Absolutely. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> right right but i always used to needle mike about the fact that i grew up reading the washington post mm-hmm. and i frankly learned to read by reading shirley povich mm-hmm. and mike and and tony as well they revere povich and as anybody i think who is probably has been a sports writer looks at a Shirley Povich or Red Barber, you know, these people who are icons in their profession. Yeah. And I would always sort of knock Mike down. I'd say, yeah, that was a good column. But Shirley Povich would have said. <laughs> and nice. so um, that's ultimately how I then sort of transitioned to meeting Tony and frankly learning to play golf because I, I thought golf was like the stupidest thing in the world. I was like, what, what do you – the balls, this little white ball sits and you hit it and then you go and hit it again. And, I, and Mike had started playing and got hooked. And actually he gave me my first set of clubs. Mike oh gave them gosh. to me. And he goes, look, man, he said, you need to learn. If Ted Leonsis calls me and says, hey, man, let's go play golf. Do you want me to call you or Kornheiser? <laughs> <laughs> got hooked on golf oh my gosh wow that's amazing yeah littles for those of you that we all know we have the form that was the one thing he put on the form golf yeah that's all he said (laughs) golf (laughs) what things you want to talk about golf Golf. (laughs) well well you know i have to tell you one of my most endearing memories of playing golf was uh the first time mike took me out to play with tony and it was And I I should remember it it was a Jewish holiday. I think it may have been Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. Is that like a really somber celebration? But anyway, it was that day. And Tony said, hey, my wife is mad at me because I'm going out to play golf. But, you know, I've got tickets for the service. So we're going I'm going to the service. He said, but because it's Yom Kippur, we're going to play by a certain set of rules today. One, we're not going to keep score. Mm -hmm. Two. We're going to walk. Of course, we had caddies. I mean, yeah, right. you know. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. And three, we're going to talk about God and what God means in our lives. Oh. And it's it's stunning because the three of us, and it was just the three of us, we're in a private course, so there's not anybody around. Mm-hmm. And I would say all three of us have different views about God, religion, Mm -hmm. spirituality, Mm -hmm. and over the course of 18 holes, it's just amazing how 
when you're relaxed and you're talking about something and you realize, wow, it makes you think about the perspective I have about life, about what does it mean? You know, how does it relate to different religion? I mean, Tony's Jewish. You know, I was raised a Catholic. I think I'm not letting any secrets out that, you know, Mike is not a church goer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we all had different perspectives. And at the end of the round, honestly, I had no idea what I, I could have shot a 120 that day mm-hmm. or I might have shot a 90. Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. It was just such an enjoyable day. And I'll always remember that. Just one of my most favorite activities on a golf course was because of that criteria. Yeah. Are either of you golfers? We both are. Absolutely. I mean, ah. not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, but... wait, define golfer. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, indeed. I mean, as a friend of mine says, as long as I'm paying to play and not getting paid to play. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, we both, so, we both enjoy it very much. That was yeah. one of the, yes, another connection yes. we had when mm-hmm. we met. Yeah, my dad loves golf and he goes out, I think, every Monday still, as long as the weather is like I think it's time to enough. shout out again. Shout out dad. Just last year? Two years ago. Two years ago, It was finally. 2020. He went out just after his 65th birthday and he got a hole-in-one, his first hole-in-one. Oh! Yeah. And yeah. he was with people, so it counts. <laughs> yes. Like, he had witnesses. <laughs> right. So, right. yeah. So Very proud of him for that. We haven't brought that mm-hmm. up in a couple of years. So yeah. shout out, dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah, amazing. no. Hey, dad, congratulations. I still haven't. I've been on the course with playing with someone who got one, but yeah. I've never had oh, one wow. yet. I got close. I got close last year. Oh my gosh. It it was so close. And you you almost would rather it not be that close. I mean, you know, either be really far or go in. Yeah. Right. Well, I have to tell this real quick. So my closest, which is not close, but it's still for me, a good story is it was, uh, the ball landed. I get there and it was literally like two inches away from where the cup was yesterday. You know how they, <laughs> you know how you can see where it was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I mean, it still didn't. It's it would have been worse. You're right. If it had landed in that hole, like in that fake, you know, where yeah, the hole was. Right. And then it would have been a hole in one yesterday, but right. not today. So that's but that's the closest I've ever come. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to get any better than that. I have fear for myself. Although it took your dad 60 plus years, so maybe. Yep. Hey, yeah. hey, it was yeah. worth it. I'm yes. sure it was oh, worth yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. I only wish, I wished one of us could have been there with him. That I know, so that would have been yeah. cool. But he had a good friend with him there, yep. so that was good. Yeah. So that was good. Um, and then, of course, we're like, oh, this is the easiest thing now, because this was like November, right? It was it a was warm no- day in November in Connecticut. Yeah. So I'm like, well, now we know what we're getting him for Christmas. Uh, and we were going to get him one of those frames. Of course, he literally on the way home went to get it himself. Already bought one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so understandably. So yeah. That was great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. All right. This is great. We got the golf talk yeah. in the show. Uh-huh. And this is this is fantastic. You can't go anywhere, though. We've got lots more to get into. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And Roxy, how freaking lucky are we? This is so great. I mean, to have the Neville. Yes. Right. The only better thing would be is if he was in studio with us, which he's not. But that's okay. So Neville, so much more to get into. Try to think where we can go. But let's tell the story of how we got connected. Okay. Sure. Quick shout out, Bobby Gottfried. So take it over. Yes. It's wonderful to be a part of the Tony Kornheiser show experience. And when he talks about the connective tissue and David Aldridge moments, I get it. But to actually be a part of it was amazing. I was at Sidwell Friends at our holiday party 
and you know, it's alumni are there. And this guy comes up to me and says, uh, excuse me, are you that Neville? <laughs> and so I look at this guy and I'm like, who are you? Like, what, what, I think I want to answer yes, but I think I want to say Lachisserie, <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I hate to say it. He could have been a, angry, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. person you just know. from my past, you know, <laughs> and he goes, are you that Neville that Tony Kornheiser talks about? And I just start laughing. And I'm like, yes, that would be me. And he's like, oh my gosh. He says, I've always been wondering because I hear him talk about that Neville and I've seen your name in alumni information here. And I was like, I wonder if that Neville is the same as that Neville. And so when I saw that you were here tonight, I was like, I got to come up and ask you. And so I was like, yeah, so Bobby and I start talking and it turns out, obviously he went to Sidwell Friends, but I think he and his father or his father is good friends with the socialite. Mm -hmm. And the socialite, again, another Sidwell Friends guy who, when I first got there, he was a senior. And in many ways, he was like a role model to me. I mean, he was, you know, on the basketball team, again, a senior. I remember he used to wear black high tops. You know, that made him distinctive because nobody else was wearing black high tops. And he wasn't necessarily the best player on the team, but he was a hard-nosed guy. He also, interestingly enough, and and again, not to date myself, but we're talking about the 70s. He was also like this cool white guy who hung out with the black players and, Mm -hmm. and black girls and you know he was like really just like a very before multicultural was a term he was like multicultural and when I started hearing him you know he and Tony got to be friends and he lived in George so I'd see him all the time and it was just amazing to me again sort of this connective tissue and it helped to give him some credibility that He's like, hey, you know, I'm not just like a groupie, <laughs> you know. I, I do, you know, I do know these people, you know. It's real, I'm... Right. and so I was like, yeah, okay. So over the course of the party, we, you know, he comes back and he goes, hey, man, I got in touch with the Loyal Littles, and they want you on their show. I was a little bit, I was like, okay, maybe he is a little bit, <laughs> a little too far out. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, sure, I'll consider something or other and you know he put us in touch and I said well I'm gonna do a little research and see and and I loved the show I mean the the energy between you and Roxy or should I say between Roxy and you (laughs) was just amazing and I was delighted and I was thrilled and I said yeah Bobby book me I want to be there Uh, again just to reinforce that connective tissue that Tony talks about. And, you know, it's fun. I mean, I know David Aldridge. I mean, I know him very well. We've played golf together. You know, we've hung out together. And so, you know, and I get the idea of the David Aldridge moment. I mean, I totally get that. And so when my name started getting mentioned, whether it was on the PTI show or Tony's show, just having my name mentioned, I would have people Hey man, I think they're talking about you on the show. Or and Mike, you know, again, Mike and I were, were friends. So if Mike would say, "Yeah, you know, we're," I was watching with Neville and Tony. Oh, Neville, shout out! You know, there's a Neville shout yeah. out, and you know, it became a thing. And yeah. frankly, you know, it's a nice ego stroke. Absolutely. I, you know, 
I, and and I'm trying to say, okay, well, what can I do this weekend to see if I can get my name mentioned on <laughs> Well, I hope you'll appreciate this. I mean, having you on our podcast is a nice ego stroke for yes, us. Yes. I mean, to be honest, I mean, because oh, I mean, man, I know we've never met in kind. real life, but that's absolutely. very kind. Oh, please. thank you, thank, thank you. you. This has been so amazing. And, well, uh, I tell you, the one thing I, I hate to interrupt you, but there was one thing that I, I was always a little disappointed about because, again, my brand was so strong that the Washington Post actually approached me. And this is in the early days of the sort of digital. This is before Bezos took over and really sort of understood the digital platform. But they wanted me to do a digital column called Friends of Wilbon. And I don't know if it's still in the archives or not, but I ended up writing like two columns and then it got killed. So I always felt like failure that obviously it didn't generate enough views or whatever. Nobody really cared about the friends of Wilbon. (laughs) But yeah, so it's been a nice thing to get that recognition while also still maintaining some mysterious nature. Because let's face it, the majority of people have no idea who this Neville character is. I mean, uh, you know, in some cases they're like, is he really real? Or is this just some, you know, composite personality that they just throw out as a joke? So it it is, it's a cool thing. It's it's kind of an inside joke. And, you know, it, it does allow you, if you're on the one side of the velvet rope, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I know who they're talking about. And if you're, you know, on the outside, you're like, well, what's going on behind the rope? So yeah. um, I've enjoyed it. I've I've tried to milk it for all it can. <laughs> Good for you, as we would, yep. for sure. So now, and we might keep this in, we might not. I'm not sure. But I feel like we at least have to tell him the story, Roxy, of Roxy's connection with Wilbon, which is non-existent. Right. However, Roxy, <laughs> being such a great wife, she's always allowed me, I say allowed, <laughs> she would allow me to sit here and watch PTI. Mm-hmm. This okay. actually started when we were in D.C. Yeah. But so, so that was my first my first introduction to this to whole Tony world. And, yeah. and Wilbon, yeah. for that matter. Okay, so the funny thing is they never end on time. No, and it the buzzer buzzes and, and she always Wilbon blames is Wilbon. still talking. She always blames Wilbon. For that. Or he'll answer the question, but then he's always got Expound. a follow-up yeah, and expanding yeah. on it, which, okay, fine, but you don't have time for that. The buzzer buzzed. You're like, done. <laughs> well, Roxy, you'll appreciate this because... Again, when the show first started, and oftentimes we would go out to dinner when we would go out with our wives or couples or whatever, and Mike's wife was like, okay, there's a 15-minute rule. You guys can talk about sports for 15 minutes. (laughs) After that, it's over. You got to include the rest of us in your conversation. Right, right. So our buddy, when the show started and they had the two minutes and the ding and all that, Mm -hmm. he goes, that had to be Cheryl's idea. (laughs) She must have told them like, you only got two minutes to talk about this. And so, and so through the years, I think she has embraced that concept as if she actually implemented that. Yes. uh, Wait, I love that so much. Yeah. 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 That is so Um, awesome. Yes. You know, and I don't think I've ever told this story. Side, I've got to span up because it is such a great concept and we know it was Mm -hmm. life changing in a way Mm -hmm. for sports talk. For sure. Oh, and talk in general. The idea of a rundown and the form. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. I was dating someone else way back when, and she talked to me. A a lesser female, no doubt. I like where this is going. No. Um, But no, seriously. So full disclosure, I'm not super religious, but I have been to church. I, you know, I'll go. It's Mm -hmm. fine. She wanted me to go to church with her, and I was kind of like kicking and screaming. I'm like, all right, let's go. 
I kid you not, sir. This is a true story. We get there and there's this like big video screen and there's these two guys sitting down like on the stage where the preacher would normally stand up and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, they did a complete take off of, pardon the interruption. Yep. So these two guys were sitting there and of course all the topics were like religious topics, Mm -hmm. but they had the video screen. They had the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, I'll come to this church anytime you want me to come. I was like, it was amazing. But that's how much of a an impact impact it has. Like yeah. the church knew like, okay, this will get the guys to come you right. know, probably because everyone knows about the show now. And this is going back. I want to say like this was like 2003, four. Yeah. So still so, early on. Yeah. It was still early on in their show. And there were some really heavy topics, yeah. but they had the clock running. And I think each topic had like five minutes, not just two minutes. But yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It really was. Neville, this has been so amazing. We can't thank you enough for taking the time, but we also can't let you get away without some fun, dumb questions because that's who we are, fun and dumb. All right, let's go for it. All right, Roxy, what's first? All right, what would you do if you were invisible for a day? If I were invisible for a day? Uh, now, this is a family show, right? Or do we, well, we have to give we, you this. We have the adult stamp on we it. We do. So. Ah, okay. You know, I'll be honest. I think I would go into a ladies' locker room. Okay. And and I say that because I mean I've been in enough men's locker rooms. <laughs> yeah. And I know what that is about. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm just curious if women how they behave in a locker room when it's just a bunch of women yeah. running around with with no clothes or towels or what I mean is I mean Chuck you know we're we're snapping towels at each other or (laughs) you know some people may be a little more modest Uh then you have a few people who want to show off you know they're like hey yeah you know I so and then the conversations that go on because you're again you're here with all of your own gender and you know you might Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm curious about that yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, I'd be curious about any, you know, what the similarities are. Yeah. Because I'm sure there actually are many. Oh, I, sure. You know, and that's what I was going to say. I think that there's probably more than what one would think. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. You notice it had nothing to do with, like, looking at their body. Uh, well, I was, right. you know, yeah, right. you know, it's okay. funny right. that you say that because I, I don't think I was caught. But, okay, so once in a while, I'll go on the, the TV here, and there'll be, like, old-school movies I haven't seen in, like, 20 years. Yeah. And some actually have friends of mine now that were in them. And right. I just, okay. Ah. So she caught me watching Porky's about two weeks ago or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I was my like, is that God. where we're going with I this? Wa- I come home from work, and this is what I see. I'm like, oh, my gosh. She's like, are you watching Porky's? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Like it's it's fun to watch those older movies sometimes. Oh, man. All right, let's next topic. And I just oh yeah. Right, next topic. Uh, okay. Your turn. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? What three people? Mm-hmm. Three people. I would say the one would be um, Prince, yes. the, the the musician. Of course. Mm-hmm. Now wait a minute. Let's uh, hold it. Did you really feel like you needed to elaborate on that? <laughs> Well, I, mean, I I didn't want you to think that I was thinking of some prince oh, like, I see, like, like prince like prince Harry William or like prince, prince Harry, Harry or no. yeah yeah, right, yes, yeah that's okay that right. was the fair enough fair enough all right continue that that was for the audience that may not be right. music fans sure. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. sure so we have prince um uh, we would I I think I would want Muhammad Ali yeah. Mm. And I'll, I'm going to throw this one in just because I think he would add an interesting perspective, and that would be Barack Obama. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had a, a little bit more of a... No, oh, that's great. You've got someone from policy, you've got someone from sports, and someone from you. I think yeah, that's great. That's perfect. That's great across the board. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Roxy, what's next? Who would play you in a movie of your life? 
Mike Wilbon, isn't it? I mean, you know, the first person that comes to mind is Denzel Washington. You know, I was going to uh, say yeah. that. I, was, I love you know, him. Yeah. Oh, love you can't him. go wrong there. No. Yep. Yeah. You know, but that felt so cliche. That's well, okay. I mean, um, look, when your looks are that similar, you got to go with what's given to you. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, and that was going to tell you, see, that actually would lead to another story because I have impersonated Herbie Hancock back uh, when Bill Clinton was inaugurated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I, I crashed an inauguration party oh, wow. uh, okay. as Herbie Hancock. And on another occasion, I was Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish to crash a nightclub in Miami. Okay, this is borderline burying the lead moment. No. But um, <laughs> I, I haven't set off the alarm yet here, but um, we're coming close. I have a feeling there's more. But... Uh, <laughs> Okay. That'll be for the next time. That'll be for five five mediocre mediocre minutes minutes when we have you back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, What's the worst thing you did as a kid? Ooh, that's a good one. You know, the worst thing I did, it was a Sunday and where I lived behind my house, there was an alley that we used to all play in as kids. And there was a, a hill in the alley and it overlooked the backyards. Mm-hmm. And we were kids and we were throwing pebbles into this yard. There was a, the people were having a little party in their yard. And we thought it would be like, yeah, we're going to throw bombs into their yard. Ah. <laughs> so I guess one of the pebbles, maybe rock, hit somebody. And Ooh. this guy come running out of the yard. You kids, you just hit my wife in the head <gasps> and I've called the police and you stay right there. <laughs> Now, there was probably eight, nine, ten of us. Now, when he says that, <laughs> all the other kids run away. Right. <laughs> I stayed. Oh, no. <laughs> like, okay. And literally, the police came. And, I, I mean, when I say, like, around, I mean, I was behind my house. So all we had to do was just go around the corner. Right. But literally, they put me in the police car. <laughs> drove me around the corner to my house. So you can imagine, I get to my house and yes. there's these two cops and my parents are like, oh, like, you know, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they'd said, well, you know, your son, blah, blah, blah. I said, but you know what? He's the only one that stayed around. He's a rule follower. You know? And, <laughs> you know, the other kids, they ran away and he was willing to stay there and be held account. So we just want you to... Take that into consideration. And, yeah. And you were probably scared enough just by that car ride. Right. You know it was a half a Oh, block. not to mention, I thought I was going to get a spanking. I mean, oh, I, yeah. you know, it was, and I don't remember how old I was, but I was pretty young. Still young enough to think that you're going to get a spanking. Right. right? Sure. So, and I remember I felt so, I just felt a gratitude because my parents sort of treated me like an adult. Yeah. And they spoke to me. And my punishment was they're going to send me to bed without dinner. Now, the reason how I know that this was a Sunday, because my mother would make fried chicken on Sundays. Oh, that, that, yeah. So this was punishment. Yeah. This was punishment. Yeah. And going to bed early might have been like seven o'clock or something on mm-hmm. Sunday, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I went to bed and I woke up. Right. No big deal. Around right. yeah. 10 o'clock, 11. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been asleep already. Mm-hmm. And 
I was hungry. Yeah. And I went down to the kitchen, and sure enough, my mother had held out Aww. a couple of pieces of chicken Aww. and had them wrapped up on the kitchen table. And so I ended up eating some fried chicken For that breakfast. night. That's great. No, I totally yeah. get that. I'm a big Italian family, so Sunday dinner was what it was. Yeah. That's where it's at. Yeah. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So, all right, Roxy, real quick, let's end with some rapid fire. All right, Coke or Pepsi? Oh, Coke. All right. My college roommate was a Pepsi guy. So we were actually pretty good. You know, I could bring Cokes into the house and not worry about anybody drinking them. Nice. Oh, nice. Similarly for him, he could bring Pepsis in, wouldn't touch it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Okay. Uh, they're, they're the crunchy stuff. That irritates me uh, in my killer. peanut butter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> I like smooth as well. I like so. crunchy. So we have one of each here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that it makes you good. It's I mean, perfect, you don't have right? to worry about somebody stealing your exactly. peanut butter. Exactly. <laughs> and I know this isn't one of the questions, but what my college roommate and I both loved the uh, cinnamon frost Pop-Tarts. Oh. oh. So those items, if you got pop, you'd have to hide those in your room. Right. <laughs> you, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And one, I know a lot of people are going to be wondering about Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? <laughs> I love them. I mean, I have the sense of humor of a 10-year-old. Yeah. So. yeah. so, and you love rubbing it in Wilbon's face, right? Because, you know. Absolutely. That's the best. Everyone always says that's the best part of loving them on the PTI show because how he much hates Wilbon so hates much. them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Oh, yeah. That's great. But does he really or is uh, that nope, just nope. a... Nope. Save that for five mediocre <laughs> minutes. We don't want to know. <laughs> we got to have him back on. Or maybe we'll be lucky enough to have Wilbon on Yeah, someday. you never know. That would be amazing. Okay. All right. Well, Neville, thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. What can we do for you? What can we plug for you? How can we find you if you want to be found? Now, are, are you on Twitter and all that stuff? You know, I, I, I'm not on Twitter. Okay. I'm not on Instagram. That's and frankly, if I were just starting today, I probably wouldn't sign up on Facebook. But again, the, the, going back to uh, my relationship with Wilbon, I remember when he first built his house in Arizona, I was out visiting and... I was like, you know, I think I'm going to sign up for this Facebook thing. Interestingly enough, a friend of mine had created a Facebook page called Six Degrees of Neville. Oh, wow. And mm. it was his way of trying to encourage. He's like, yo, man, all these people on Facebook know you. Mm-hmm. And he created this page. And indeed, there were. And so I said, OK, well. You know, you've stroked my ego enough. I'll go ahead and get a page. Yeah. But I figure, you know, I'm not good. What I'll know, 100 people, 200 people at the most. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, that was then. This is now. So I tell you, I, I would say that I'm embarking on a new career path. And I would say stay tuned. Is And it's storytelling. Oh. I have somewhere in the back of my brain the desire to create uh, content, uh, whether it's a TV, movie, book, or something like that. Okay. And part of that is being able to tell stories properly. So I got coerced into taking a class on storytelling, and it's my new thing. I, oh. I'm I'm fascinated with it. I'm, I've been developing sort of multiple stories. So, you know, stay tuned. We'll be coming out as a storyteller. Uh, I don't know, you know, where that takes me. I don't know if that's really something that I can make money, but it's something that I have really 
enjoyed. All right. Great. Well, listen, we know you have much bigger outlets than us, but whatever we can do, just let us to know help, you want to come yeah. back on. We'll plug it, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. So we really Hey, you that. know, it's not the size of the ship. You know, it's the motion <laughs> in the ocean. Right? <laughs> That's what they say. It's about quality. Yeah. Not yeah. quantity. Yeah. Let me, what other, what other phrase? Oh, you, you know, it's one thing to know the cost of something, but you have to know the value <laughs> of something. Mm-hmm. We need to see him um, come on for those. We'll, we'll put those at the beginning and the end yeah. of each episode. Neville, seriously, can't thank you enough. And as an homage to the big show, which we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. We'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Absolutely over. And I have to credit my ex-wife for that because <laughs> I was an under. Oh. And mm-hmm. she was an over. And to the point where whichever one would be the last one would switch it back. Oh. And then I'll tell you what convinced me. Uh, again, this is sort of, you know, hashtag first world problems. We had a housekeeper and whenever the housekeeper would come, you know, she would make the little pointed like in the hotel. Yeah. And I loved that. It was like the signature at the end of the housekeeping Yeah, that the paper was nice and pointy. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, you can't do that if it's an under. So that's yes. Roxy, in your wildest dreams two years ago, did you ever think we'd be sitting here Two years later, talking toilet paper with no, <laughs> no. I mean, this is a dream come true, great. sir. We, we can't thank you enough. <laughs> Your dreams need to get a little more uh, expansive, but thank you, thank you very much. You're very kind. I've totally enjoyed this, and I, I can't wait to come back for the five mediocre minutes. And uh, we're gonna have to chorus Wilbon at least to do a five mediocre minutes. That sounds like okay. Uh, what, are you right trying to make Chuck alley. pass out here? I know. Right? I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> We'll talk about that off air. Thank you so much again. We really appreciate it. (laughs) All right. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hola, pequeños. Soy Cesar Amador de Arlington, Virginia. Y están escuchando el Loyal Little Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hasta luego. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast and Roxy. Just another amazing interview. I mean, if Will Bond were to ever, ever. I know. I mean, that would just be ridiculous. I mean, he's. Yeah. I mean, all of these people are so cool to us. The Neville. It would be cool to What a great time that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even know this guy. I'd heard of him. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Bobby Gottfried. Now, he wasn't kidding. I don't know if you caught that. And it might have been some editing with me. It might have not come through. This all happened in the course of that party. Oh, yeah. So he meets him. Yeah. And then, you know, I think Bobby wanted to be like, okay, I got to play cool. I got to play cool. He walks away and he happens to like text me or Facebook message me or email. I don't remember what it was. And he says, hey, you're never going to believe who I just met. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. You know, we'd love to have him on the podcast. So I think then he went back, (laughs) talked to him again and said, hey, there's this little (laughs) anyway. Thank you, so Bobby. Cool. Thank you, Bobby. That's amazing. And it's such a great Just interview. Just great connections. We're hope that's all over he's the place. high on the list now when we get down to DC, someone a new little bit slash big that we want to meet. Yeah. I oh mean, yeah. So I referenced in the first part about this amazing episode they had last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I know there was a lot of emails and tweets and Facebook messages about how great it was to have the gang back or most of the gang, some of the gang. Yeah. And it was, it was truly amazing. And honestly, guys, that's how I feel about this. That's why I wanted our show to be similar to that Mm -hmm. and have the same feeling. And, you know, he said it before in interviews, he's like, you just want to have some friends and talk, you know? And one of the other things that they brought up and I thought it'd be fun for us to do family vacations. 
over the holiday, did you ever do this? Because, you know, the kids are out of school, stuff like that. Did you ever take a family vacation at this time? No. No. I didn't either. No. I I didn't realize this was a thing. I guess it is a thing. Well, when we were living in Singapore, we went to Indonesia. Okay. One time. So one time, yeah. One time. Chuck, what about you? Well, I mean, I guess it's your definition of vacation because we were forced to go to our grandparents. No, no, no. I don't. I think no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like away. they go away. Like, like you go to Cancun, or you drive. go. You go to Disney World. You go to Florida. You. I mean, unless that's where oh, your grandparents no, no. lived. No, it'd be, if we did something like that, we'd get. You know, it'd be like that. Have you guys seen Four Christmases? It'd be something like that where we'd get busted, and they were like, "Oh, you can go to Disney World, but you can't come visit your, right. you know, oh, your yeah. family or whatever." Right. <laughs> yeah, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like that. It was just always for us. Now, again, as they referenced Catholic families, blah, blah, I'm an Italian family. My parents, one of the my favorite things, and going back to Adam's podcast that we did, and he was saying about how he would go to sleep hearing downstairs the neighbors coming over to the house and just having a good time. I just one thing Christmas Eve for us was my parents would always host the open house. Now, right. I don't, and I don't remember why. I don't know if it was because my parents were both cops. My dad was the chief of police of our hometown. And I don't know if that's why we hosted. I don't know. But man, Everybody, it seemed like from in town, mm-hmm. would stop by at least for a half hour. Right. And but we'd have this big dinner, and it was just we'd have all these tables set up. You know, as a kid, I just remember it. But it wasn't a vacation. No, no, that's yeah. something different. But yeah, no. So that think that's why we never went away because right. everyone in town expected us to host this event. <laughs> you know, so we just know we never went away, and that's yeah. so interesting about. I never even think about that, but I can see where most people would take advantage. The kids are out of school. Let's right. go on vacation. Right. So anyway, all right. So I thought it'd be fun to for us to come up with our own few little things to talk about and right off the bat we're gonna let simon and then chuck go first so simon favorite 2022 memory oh gosh they're all horrible no i'm kidding um (laughs) well simon has not had a good end of the year which we have to catch up (laughs) about but yeah, your whole thing out in what Vegas. Your, oh, your yeah. Airbnb. He's, he's like, wait, a poor like, salt in the wound. Sorry. I was I like, thought, I was like well, we haven't caught up last night. It's so long. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's just done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah shut down. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you started a company. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I have a there new. I'll just answer for everyone. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I have a, I have a, new, uh, a new singing group, a boy group, and uh, we did our first cruise. It was great. You're terrible at this. Plug your boy group. Yes, What's it called? called? The Mid Atlantic Men. The Mid Atlantic Men. And if you look for the promo video, you'll actually see uh, Chuck and Roxy. Chuck and Roxy. Yeah. You're in the promo video. Yeah, pretending that they've seen it. Nice. <laughs> we'll see Very it. Nice. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We'll no, see if anyone's it. watching it and wants to book it, they, they loved it. They saw it. It was brilliant. Yeah. Cool. All right, yeah. Chuck, what do you got? Uh, well, I would have to say finding out about our daughter. Yeah. On the way. Yeah. All right. Got to highlight it. Followed closely by visit to New York to see you guys in the wedding and, and yeah. other friends. And actually that's. Chuck, you can't steal ours. Oh, I'm assuming that's right. I would. And that's, uh, right. <laughs> like the day we got back is when we found out. So. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's great. Know. Yeah. Oh, Cause you hit it for yeah. a while. Yeah. Even from right, us. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's Amazing. great. Amazing. All right, Roxy, what do you got? Okay, well, yes, the wedding is number All one. Right, so. But also maybe number two is the fact that I started jumping boxes, and that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Roxy is in this intense workout program now. And who, who are you working out with? I'm working out with Beth Nicely. She's from the founder of The Limit Fit. Okay, name drop, go. And she was a rockette, and so <laughs> I knew. I'm like, No, she, she also trains. She trains people like Jennifer Gardner. Um, Sutton Foster, Patina Miller, like right, all of these right. amazing people. And she wow. just came out with a breast cancer. If you've had a mastectomy or double mastectomy, she's come out with a workout specifically for breast cancer survivors oh, wow, that's um, great. who are in recovery and ways to help them 
gain their strength back and be strong, powerful, bad A women. So yeah, so I train with her and I could jump a 26 inch. Wow. Uh, is that big? I don't know. No, it's not in comparison, <laughs> but for me, it's comparison really, to it's, what, for me, it's huge. All right, no. Okay. Well, she's up to like 32, 36. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I got a ways to go, but I'm really proud of myself. I'm inserting so many. That's what she said. <laughs> that's what she said. Okay. <laughs> I have that. I'm sorry. Oh, about that. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to obviously say so I don't get in trouble. The wedding, our one year anniversary party. Yes. That was great. And then I also want to know your best Christmas slash Hanukkah gift. Chuck, you start off this one. Oh, uh, let's see. Favorite. Mm, well, I did get a pretty good book. It's called How to Teach Your Cat Gun Safety. <laughs> Wait, what? Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. How to? Yes, I'm, I'm serious. Dead serious. It's like a, you know, bathroom read kind of book. Oh, yeah. Stupid, yeah, yeah. silly, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Mine is a green jumper, a sweater for those okay. Americans. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. What I, that I was. like it a lot. Though. I thought a jumper was the thing like mechanics wear. Uh, that's like a, a jump, jump suit, suit isn't jump it? Suit. Oh, I was yeah. close. Yeah. yeah. At least. Right. Uh, it could be a jumper, well, jumper or a romper. Cables. Jumper. Yeah, romper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Roxy, what do you got? Okay. So one of my favorite Christmas presents is Santa brought me an axe throwing kit. What? It's here somewhere? It's over there in the box. That's terrifying. We could set it up before Sweet. you. We should have set it up before he got yeah. here. Oh, God. Well, this yeah. is a last second thing. Simon's like, I'm like, Simon, just pop over. Right, You're on your way right. back from the airport. Instead of going home, just come here. Right. So that's Yeah, great. I think that was really cool. And I got a um, BOSU ball, but it's not BOSU brand because BOSU is very expensive. Well, I didn't. you didn't tell Santa what. I said a balance ball. So you, right, you so didn't Santa say Santa picked what? a good one. Wait, but I thought you said this is the cheap one. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> but you wow. didn't tell Santa what brand. I, you just I, said what you wanted. Well, it's similar. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing because I'm into fitness now. So I mean, we know Santa now, so I'll talk to That's him true. later. And no, I love I love the one I have. I love okay. the one that was brought I, to I me. I think the question really should be because I'm looking at all the presents. Should be Simon, which present do I want to take? Right. And I'll just take it. There's right. some nice looking. Uh, He's kind of eyeing bears. the gummy bears. Yeah. I don't know. There's like two packages. Yes. Albanese. I got gummy some bears. Albanese gummy bears. gummy bears. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mine is pretty simple. You're gonna. La- I didn't need saran wrap this year. No. So I have a feeling I'm gonna run out. So maybe for my birthday. Okay. But it's still something I use every day. Yep. Practically. Mm-hmm. But this year I got another cooking utensil. Did Santa bring it? Yeah. Or did you bring it? I brought it. Okay. <laughs> so is it Santa or you? Santa Roxy. Santa Roxy. Okay. All right. Well, so it's, I saw it online. You know, it's one of these as seen on TV gadgets mm-hmm. and it's uh, the tongs, but it also has like a, fl- a rubber thing on the bottom to act that acts like a flipper S- yeah, like or a spatula. spatula. What do we call it? It's see, that's not what I call a spatula. All right, here we go. <laughs> Little, what's the difference for a flipper spatula? They're the same thing. No, the spatula is the thing that you like. Stir in the bowl and you can no, get the edges that, really. That's a spatula to me. I mean, sure, but this it's is also a spatula. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, flipper. Spatula it's basically like, tongs that are webbed. Yeah, like it's webbed, webbed tongs. I'll show them to Simon before he leaves. But it's huh. the coolest thing. So you can like pick it up or you just scoop the burger and then you hold it there together and then you flip it. It's so much easier. Oh, so that it, is cool. So it doesn't drop through the tongs, essentially, whatever, you, whatever you're doing. So. All right, one last thing to get to, New Year's Eve plans. What do we got going on? I have no plans. <laughs> no I need plan. to figure it out. I've got, okay. what, a few hours to yeah. like buy tickets for $1,000? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you might. You just had a long flight. You got some jet lag. You might just 
Chill out. Through it. Well, I sent, what did I send you? I sent you a meme, Roxy, because this was so you about it said, I'm not even sure what I'm going to wear to go to the living room this year. I might not even go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't really have plans. We might get Very together good. with a friend. We're not sure yet, but nothing major. We ain't no. going to Times Square. We ain't doing anything heck like that. No. Well, you've got shows. I tomorrow. have two shows and I'm getting the heck out of that area. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Your parents are coming. Yeah. New Year's Day. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Chuck, anything big? Save us. We're, we're losers here. No, you're fine. I've got a concert on New Year's Day also, so we have a dress rehearsal on Friday night and then Saturday off, so I think there's like maybe 16 or so people in the orchestra. We're going to all go have a nice meal oh, okay. on Saturday. Well, sounds um, like Chuck wins. <laughs> Chuck's well, going crazy. Trust me, we won't make it to midnight. It's like dinner time. And <laughs> Come then... on, Chuck, it's your last one. <laughs> oh, you're going to be you're gonna I be haven't up. been up for midnight on New Year's in probably 10 years. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be up there. Man. Yeah, That's a young say. man's game. Amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you two. Thanks so much for coming on and being part of our New Year's Eve special. And, well, happy New Year. And here's happy to New 2023. Year. Let's do this a lot next year, hopefully. Yes. And we'll hopefully have Ritz. And who knows? Maybe we'll have some other third wheels. We'll see what happens. But. <laughs> Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great year. I can feel it already. Onward and upward. It better be for your sake. That's all I can say. (laughs) All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. All right, you can go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can also hop on over to lecheeserie.com and click on our link. Chuck, do you know our email? We haven't done that in a long time. This is a trick question. (laughs) WTFCpodnet at (laughs) gmail.com. And Littles. On behalf of the entire Loyal Littles podcast, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for such a wonderful year. Here's hoping 2023 is even better. And if you are going out tonight, please be safe out there and celebrate responsibly. And if you are staying in and you do happen to do some shopping online, the most important part is don't forget, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. If you need fog-free eyewear, fogfreeeyewear.com. But the most important thing is don't forget to... Use the code LL Pod. That's the code. Use, Use it, it, people. La cheeserie, everyone. Bye. This is Vivi Bev on the radio, rocking all the tunes for you all night long. Make sure you tune in to the Love Hour.
ground Slipping through the nearest hole by the clouds Passing as we grab a silver lining out Yeah, hope is on board, the upside is down We're moving through space, burning rock and soul You ain't up with the squad, stop, drop and roll It's in the little skies, but the obstacle But from the top, you can rock what's possible So we're elevating, soon we ain't Flush with some space and faces all suited Here, let me make some room and take you with We don't need to raise the roof, we break through it Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. But he's from Chicago. Oh, yeah.